Hello, welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odinyebuchi O'Connell. The topic of this week's lesson is Cain and his legacy. The key text is Genesis chapter 4, verse 7. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Please pray with me. Holy Father who dwells in heaven, it's another time to study your word. Please increase our knowledge of your word. Increase our desire to know you. And please, Father, increase your blessings upon us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. After the fall of Adam and Eve, they were expelled from the Garden of Eden. What followed next were births and deaths in fulfillment of God's earlier pronouncements. Beginning from the pronouncement of causes in Genesis chapter 3 verse 17 to the expulsion of Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3 verse 24, the true reality of the consequence of disobedience dawned on the first couple. But with the birth of Cain, the couple saw a glimpse of light. They saw the birth of Cain, their first seed, as a fulfillment of the promise made in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Adam and Eve thought that Cain was a promised Messiah. Despite this hope, things only got progressively worse. Cain kills Abel. Lamech kills a man for injuring him. Lifespan begins to drop. All fulfilling God's word. But even then, all hope was not lost. Cain and Abel. Genesis 4, verses 1 to 2. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother, Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain, was a tiller of the ground. The way Hebrew text presents the phrase a man, which we see in this text, suggests that Eve saw Cain as the Messiah who was promised in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. The New International Version renders the phrase this way I have given birth to a male child, the Lord. By this, Eve believed she had given birth to the Savior. LNG White wrote in the Desire of Ages, page 31, The Savior's coming was foretold in Eden. When Adam and Eve first heard the promise, they looked for his speedy fulfillment. They joyfully welcomed their firstborn son, hoping that he might be the deliverer. You can only imagine how much regard and worship Adam and Eve had for Cain. The regard they have for Cain even reflected in the name they gave him. Whereas the Hebrew meaning Kwana, from where Cain is translated, is to acquire or the acquisition of something precious. The Hebrew meaning of Hebel, from where Abel is derived, is vapor. We see that in Psalms 62, verse 9, or breath, as we see in Psalms 144, verse 4, which denotes elusiveness, emptiness or lack of substance. The same word Hebel or Abel in English 
is used repeatedly in Ecclesiastes for vanity. We can decode from the naming of Cain and Abel that Eve rested her hope in Cain, even Adam and husband, and not Abel. But Cain turned out to be the wicked one. Are there people you have ruled out in your life? What can you learn from the story of Cain and Abel? The two offerings. Genesis 4 verse 2. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. As with their names, the profession of life of Cain contrasted that of Abel. Cain was a tiller of the ground, as we find in Genesis chapter 4, verse 2, a profession that required physical strength. But Abel was a keeper of sheep, Genesis 4, verse 2, a profession that required sensitivity and compassion. Their professions accounted for the difference in their psychological attitudes and mentalities associated with their offerings. Cain was working to acquire the fruit he would produce, while Abel was careful to keep the sheep he had received. Ellen G. White wrote in Petrus and Prophets, page 71, Without a shedding of blood, there could be no remission of sin. And they, Cain and Abel, were to show their faith in the blood of Christ as the promised atonement by offering the firstlings of the flock in sacrifice. Besides, the first fruits of the earth were to be presented before the Lord as a tank offering. While Abel obeyed God, Cain disobeyed him. Thus, God accepted Abel's offering but rejected Cain's. Although these offerings must have had spiritual significances, they did not have any magic value in, in themselves. They were always mere symbols, images pointing to God who provided the sinner not only substance, but also redemption. The crime. First John chapter 3, verse 12. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. After God rejected Cain's offering, Cain became angry and depressed. He became angry first with God because he felt God was unjust. And he was also angry with Abel, his brother, because he was jealous. As with Adam, God chose to ask Cain a question in Genesis chapter 4, verse 6. Not because he did not know, but to call Cain's attention to his sin, to urge him to be repentant, to do well, as recorded in Genesis 4, verse 6, and then to reassure him of redemption based on God's own term. Notice that for Cain to be a beneficiary of God's grace, he must first accept the grace through repentance. Otherwise, the word of God in Genesis 4 verse 7 will apply. In this text, God said, If you do not do well, sin lies at the door. In the last part of Genesis chapter 4 verse 7, God counseled Cain to rule over his attitude. Here, God was recommending self-control. You should rule over it. We find the same principle in James 1 verse 14 when James explains that each one is tempted when he is thrown away by his own desires and enticements. 
The gospel offers us the promise not only of the forgiveness of sin, but also victory over it. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. In the end, Cain had no one to blame for his sins but himself. Isn't it generally that way with all of us? What can you learn? What does this unfortunate story teach you about free will and how God will not force you to obey? The punishment of Cain. Genesis 4 verse 12. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. God asked Cain the same question he had asked Adam in Eden. Where are you? This suggests that there is a link between the sin in Eden and this sin of Cain. Cain's sin was a result of the former, that's Adam's sin. But while Adam never denied his sin, but put the blame elsewhere, Cain denied his sin. Cain's denial prompted God to ask another question. What have you done? He does not even wait for an answer. He reminds Cain that he knows everything. For the voice of Abel's blood has reached him from the ground. Genesis chapter 4 verse 10. God's response here does not suggest that the blood of Abel was capable of independent existence. For the Bible expressly says, the dead know nothing. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 5. But this was only an imagery used by God to signify that he, God, knew about the murder and will respond to it. Cain already knew the consequences of his sin, so he responded to God in Genesis 4 verse 14, I shall be hidden from your face. As a result of his sin, Cain was condemned to become a refugee far from God. It is sad to note that it was only when Cain heard God's sentence that he acknowledged the significance of God's presence and of his sin. After all, the Lord still showed mercy to Cain, and even though Cain went out from the presence of the Lord, as we find in Genesis 4 verse 16, the Lord still provided him with some kind of protection. He gave him a mark, Genesis 4 15. The mark was only a mark of God's grace for a sinner. How can you draw hope from the fact that despite your sins, God is still interested in you? How can this help you appreciate God more? The wickedness of man. Genesis 4 verse 23. Then Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, Hear my voice, wives of Lamech, listen to my speech, for I have killed a man for wounding me, even a young man for hurting me. While Cain was silent about his crime, Lamech, his grandson, his great-grandson, was rather boastful about his. While Cain asked for mercy from God, Lamech was not recorded as asking for it. Also, while Cain was monogamous, as we find in Genesis chapter 4, verse 17, Lamech introduced polygamy, for the scripture says specifically that he took for himself for himself two wives. Genesis 4 verse 19. Lamech's intensification and exaltation of evil definitely affected the next generation. In the midst of the exaltation of evil, a new event countered the evil trend. Adam knew his wife, Genesis 4 verse 25, and gave birth to Seth, whose name meant that God 
had put another seed in the place of Abel. The phrase, sons of God, found in Genesis 6 verse 2, refers to the generation of Seth because they were designed to preserve the image of God. Genesis 5, 1-4. On the other hand, the daughters of men found in Genesis 6 verse 2 seem to have a negative connotation, which is a contrast of the offspring of those in the image of God. Daughters of men refer to the image of men. Unfortunately, the sons of men went in the wrong direction. They took wives from those daughters of men. Genesis 6 verse 2. In what ways are you like Lamech, intensifying and exalting evil in your life? What lesson can you learn from the life of Lamech? In conclusion, crime and wickedness attract punishments. But beyond the punishments, there's good news. God has settled a price for our redemption. Let us pray. Blasting King of Glory, thank you for reminding us again that despite our wickedness, you are still ready to help us become better and be saved. Help us, Father, to love you and to live for you all the days of our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions, contributions, and prayer, please reach me on WhatsApp on plus 234-903-789-1680. God bless you.